I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 29. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Australian pop star, Charlie. She's just released her debut single, Hard For Me, and we'll have more music coming later this year. In today's episode, we talk about female empowerment through song, tips and tricks of social media in 2021, and her love of Paramore and Julia Michaels. Here we go. Our guest today is one of Australia's brightest up-and-coming pop stars. You might have seen her previously across shows like X Factor and The Voice. She's finally released her first single entitled Hard For Me. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Charlie. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Finally just got back from a big riding trip, so I've just had a shower and I am feeling fresh. <laughs> I did see that on um, on your socials that uh, you've been away this weekend with, I think, uh, artists like Xavier Dunn and uh, I'm always going to mispronounce it, Chloe, but it's with an X. Is it still yeah, Chloe? It's just Chloe, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> she hates when anyone calls her Chloe. Siri calls her Chloe, so poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was the trip? It was insane. We stayed in Kangaroo Valley, and my friend Carla organised it with APRA, and um, we were all glamping, and we all had there were five rooms a day. Um, and so we had four artists in each session, four or five artists. And it was just honestly one of the most, um, insane experiences. Like everyone's so close with each other. Like everyone who's there has done heaps of other songwriting camps and they were like, this is like the closest and the most warm and heartfelt like camp that they've ever been on, which is like crazy. So very, very happy, very lucky and very fulfilled after that. That's good. That's, um, I find that a number of guests that we speak to who go to songwriting camps, obviously everyone gets something different out of it. Um, but for yourself, do you find that it is kind of, not only do you get actual songs from it, but the the relationships that you build and some of the connections that you build as well are, are quite important? Yeah, well, I've never really had a solid group of friends and I moved to Sydney from the Gold Coast like four years ago. And I've always kind of like wandered around all different friendship groups and um chloe actually brought me into this one last year um so this is the second time i've done it and from then on i like the first night i just bawled my eyes out to everyone i was like thank you so much (laughs) and they've been like my friends from then on and now you know the group keeps getting bigger and everyone's like 
so loving. I, I feel like I could just talk about this forever because like Sydney's <laughs> songwriting community is so strong and so like supportive. Um, I could cry. <laughs> <laughs> we, if it's going to upset, we won't um, push any further <laughs> with it. Um, the new single "Hard for Me" is is finally out now, and I know um, it's been a little bit of, of time coming. I believe the song was written three years ago in Nashville. Is that correct? It was. Oh my gosh, it was written so long ago. <laughs> we, we always thought that it was going to come out when I was like fifty years old because I'm such an impatient person. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be a hundred by the time I release my first song. <laughs> the music video I feel would have been very different if you were fifty years old in that same character yeah. role. So um, <laughs> that would have been a bit gross. <laughs> <laughs> What's the reaction been like now that the song uh, is is finally out and it's been released? It's, it's been a very good reaction. I um, We've nearly been added to every radio station, um, which is like, you know, the biggest goal. We haven't been added to Triple J yet, but I don't think the song is for Triple J, so that's so fun. Um, but, yeah, everyone has been so supportive and doing their own, like, acoustic versions and sending videos to me when it's played in, like, calls. So, um, yeah, no, it's... In two weeks, it got like 100,000 streams, so I was very happy with that. That's awesome. That's very good. Um, what was the, the catalyst originally for the, the song? What initially sparked the, the song? The Like what it's about? Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I had just gotten <laughs> back together with my ex-boyfriend and you know that feeling when you're like just starting to like see this person and you're so obsessed with them that when you're wherever with them in public, wherever you just can't imagine, but just wanting to like rip their clothes off and just, you just imagine them like naked, just sitting there. (laughs) And I'd always wanted to write a song, you know, that just like had heaps of like embracing like female sexuality and just embracing that, like that bubble, like the butterflies that you get inside of you. Um, so then, yeah, we kind of, um, I wrote it with my ex as well. And, um, so Tom Jordan, Mitch Thompson and Stephen Schmalt in Nashville. And it was just the funnest session. Like we walked into the room and Stephen had this like synth sound and Tom was like, Oh, okay. Like, let me hop on the keys. And he just started like playing the synth. And then Mitch is like, ah, don't get really out. Like, <laughs> so, um, it was just the funnest, the funnest day. And Stephen is like in his house, his studio is like got all these synths and all these things around. He has fridges filled with like, um, what are those, those crow, crow, they're like sprit seltzers. Oh, sel- yeah, seltzers. Uh, the, white claw the, or? Um... Like, oh, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Drank heaps <laughs> of those. Had heaps of lollies. My energy was like, boop, and then went drop. And... <laughs> Best day ever. That's that's awesome. Um, for yourself, with a song that, like, I guess, because it is, one, it is a definite bop, but um, it is also, as you said, it's a song about, like, female uh, sexuality and empowerment. Do you feel mm-hmm. that, although it's silly that as, like, a society that there are still um, not issues, but I guess, like, uh, in the news there's still debate over, like, the WAP performance at the Grammys or things like that. <laughs> Do you think that... Um, <laughs> If the song had have been released like a few years ago, that it that there might have been an issue with it, or do you think uh, like does that make sense? Yeah, I get you. Um, I mean, there's 
you know, it would have been cool if it was even released years ago because it could have been like the change for people, yeah. you know. I feel like it's starting to get more of a thing for um, people are embracing female sexuality more and are getting more comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely always wanted to be that person because, you know, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin for a, a while and, you know, <laughs> still not really am, but um, I'm trying to really embrace that and push for it. And the whole what performance, oh my God, there's just been so <laughs> many people like up high that have been like, Oh, Cardi B, like just doing that. And it's like so sexual. And why would they do that? Yet they have these, like all these male singers, like putting girls down in the chair and giving them a lap dance at their concerts. And all these guys have just sung about all that stuff for years in their rap songs. Yeah. When Cardi exactly. B does it, it's a huge problem. Like, I, yeah. I don't quite understand, yeah, why there's never been such uproar for, for male singers talking about any range of sexual thing that they've done over the last 50, 60 years. But um, apparently, yeah, the last two years of women singing about it and it's the end of days. Yeah. God, you know, what came out on the last writing camp that we did for like this year, last year, and everyone, like the whole camp was just like, on the floor, <laughs> learning the dance. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, the the video for Hard For Me yes. features um, a, a young, handsome gentleman who I believe you found on TikTok. Is that correct? <laughs> no, that was a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big lie. We just, oh, my God, my friend. We just literally did that because I was trying to find content and um, I was like, he commented on the video. I was like, this is a good, this is a good idea to kind of get everyone. But obviously no, we were looking through heaps of models and heaps of people beforehand. And um, he just turned out to be the right fit because he was tall and he had abs and um, good looker. And, you know, he was one of the best people to work with on set as well. Like what we showed in the music video was nothing compared to what I was <laughs> to how <laughs> touchy I actually got with it. <laughs> so I'm kind of happy that we didn't, you know, show all that, but it could have been very uncomfortable on the day and he made that um, such a comfortable, funny experience. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, the video obviously worked. I I felt for it. A few other people I've spoken to um, have oh as well. <laughs> on on that subject, as a like an artist in 2021, what are your thoughts on, because it's not just like songs these days, like you've got to be a songwriter, a singer, possibly a dancer or instrumentalist. You've got to be a content creator for TikTok, Instagram, you know, like, Ugh. yeah. What are your thoughts on having to kind of be across all of those platforms now as an artist? Yeah. I mean, I found it really difficult getting into TikTok at first and my label really pushed me to start doing it. And I was like, <laughs> and then I started doing it and it got so much easier, you know, like as soon as you start doing something, it just becomes a habit. It becomes a part of your routine. So for me, it's really easy to create content and to start doing those things. It's honestly more difficult replying to people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but um, yeah, content. The most annoying thing probably is just TikTok. Everything else, like, I love songwriting. I love, like, I wrote the script for the music video, so I love 
really being, and I did my makeup and hair, so I love being a part of like every single aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I feel like it's you definitely really need to have your um, your say in lots of parts of the whole curation to be a really successful artist unless you like TikTok famous and then you can kind of just have anything. But then again, they would work their asses off as well. Like I don't, I don't know what that even is like. So I don't really, I can't really say. <laughs> I imagine it's like a different kind of busy for those kind of um, TikTok stars. Yeah. And you, yeah. I feel like you wouldn't even realize how much work they actually put into like any one of their videos as well. Like, They'd just be constantly busy. Like the hype house, oh, that would be intense. I know bits and pieces of like TikTok and YouTube stars and I've got a bare minimum knowledge of the hype house, but yeah, that just confuses me. Um, as a Yeah. Even as like an early 30-year-old, it's still like yeah. Yeah, over my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a content, it's just a content creating house. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could do that for songwriters, honestly, but. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. That would get a lot, but it'd be so good. It'd be very cool to kind of watch if that you might have stumbled upon something. There might be um a bit of a market for that at some point down the line. Hmm, might be. <laughs> I do enjoy my own space though. We were all thinking like in the future when we all get hopefully when we all get rich, we'll all buy like a little tiny house on the Kangaroo Valley property. <laughs> we can all just have our own houses and our own showers because we we're all sharing one shower. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> it was. I saw one of the photos. There was quite a few people at that camp. So um, yeah, I can imagine that was, was probably a little bit much. Twenty-two people. Yeah, that's um, not enough hours for twenty-two people. <laughs> no. no, we'd all just like have to wait in line. But okay. <laughs> for yourself, speaking of like creating and and working really hard, I know that. Um, this is not just like, it's not a, you've come out of nowhere or an overnight kind of thing. You've been hustling and writing and performing for years and years and years. Where did that kind of, um, where did that start? Were you like a musical kid or were your kid, uh, were your parents kind of into music? Yeah. Well, both sides of my family are actually very musical. Um, my dad is like a singer. He's mainly a drummer. He used to be in this band called Run Silent when he was younger and like toured Indonesia and stuff. So he's done music his whole life and musicals and that's how he met my mom. And um, Then my grandpa is like an opera singer. My grandma's a pianist. She used to write sheet music for like all the ballets and everything. 
my papa is like a plays the trombone, my nana plays the keys. So like both sides of all my cousins play instruments. Quite as well. a musical family, yeah. Yeah, and my sister as well. She's a singer. Um, so we would do musicals like of yeah, my, my sister, my mum and I were in the sound of music together when, when we were younger and I was Gretel with the sore finger, if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister was um okay she was and my mum was a nun. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we started doing musicals and I was in primary school and I joined the high school choir <laughs> in like grade five or something. It was six. So that was fun. So I feel like I grew quite a lot and learned heaps about vocal technique and stuff um, from that and then kept on doing heaps of musicals and made a band with my cousins called Pink Holy. <laughs> Don't even ask about that. <laughs> um, so I kind of started writing then you should, if you want to look up on YouTube, P-I-N-C-O-L-Y, it is some of the most embarrassing and funniest videos. Um, <laughs> so that is a little start. Um, and then, yeah, I, I always wanted to start writing and um, I joined, I, I auditioned for X Factor twice, um, didn't make it through either of them. And then the year after, the second time I auditioned for The Voice, I got onto Jessie J's team and then sung with her on stage. It was insane. And then got kicked off. And then that year I moved to Sydney. Um, and that was 2017. 17, 17, 17. Yeah, 2017. <laughs> and went on The Voice again. <laughs> and then I finally made it to the live shows got kicked off <laughs> and then um I got I started being inspired by music because my ex-boyfriend was he's a musician and he he's an artist and he moved to Nashville and he's doing his own project or Seaforth as you know the person who I wrote it with yeah and he was my main inspiration for writing music and the reason I was like yeah I can do this if I actually put in the hard work so I did that um and you know I've been writing for that many years now my first session was with Cyrus um and went back and forth from LA Nashville New York and mainly Sydney and now here I am (laughs) (laughs) um mentioning X Factor and and The Voice obviously those are um they're quite good exposure but they're also very different from like um I think like real industry as an artist, if that kind of makes sense from that time when you were performing and going through all those things. And then, as you said, singing with Jesse J, what were some of the the better things that you learned both as an artist, like performance wise, but also possibly like industry wise as well? Well, I really learned who I wasn't. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) That's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. I learned who I wasn't, which is like weird. Like you can still, it's so hard to, figure out who you are but you can figure out what you aren't yeah um so I guess going through all that really just taught me that I needed to write my own music and perform my own songs on stage and have my own choice in (laughs) stage setup hair makeup outfits song (laughs) (laughs) um have like my team around me and have a support system and you know it's like those shows can give you just so much anxiety and 
you know, it's TV in the end. So they can make a mockery of people, which they love doing. And um, they don't really care a lot of the time for how people feel, which like X Factor was really bad for that. The voice was a lot better. Um, But yeah, in like industry wise, I met a lot of like hair and makeup artists that were really good. Um, Some good people in the production world, but yeah. I, don't know, I haven't really like met many people through through there that I've like stayed connected with really. I've kind of just made my own group. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I think on Instagram recently you shared uh where was it? In Phoenix, Arizona, that someone was covering one of your songs. Kind of going back to what we were talking about before with social media and platforms like that. Do you find it interesting that uh, being a, a singer songwriter or a pop artist from Sydney and, and the song is only, it, it's only still quite new. It's doing very well, but it's still quite fresh that it's already kind of reaching people overseas and people are covering it and connecting with it. Wait, who, who I, did that? I think it was, I, I don't think it was anyone. Was it the girl I shared yesterday? Yes. That's the one. Yeah. <gasps> was she from Arizona? Yeah. It's, um, Oh my god! I didn't even know that. The <laughs> girl who did the like acoustic slower version yes. of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I died when I saw that. Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd hope it would get out there. So that just that makes me <laughs> very happy. Um, yeah, I really hope it reaches Sweden as well. So it's. I can see on my Spotify that it's starting to reach there as well, which is um, good. It's on the New Music Friday. Um, but, yeah, America's a huge goal. So um, can't wait till that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, the single is out now. Can we expect some more music to be released um, as, as this year goes on? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes you will. <laughs> can't say much more, can we? <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I'm, I, I probably can announce now I'm doing the Isolade, um, performance on the 18th of this month. Um, so I'm going to be performing a whole lot of songs that are going to be released and yeah, that's kind of all I can say, I guess right now. No, that's very fair. That's, that's awesome. That's very exciting. Um, I'll make sure we put, um, a link in the show notes of the podcast to make sure that people can access that. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's all good. Um, Charlie, would you be happy to talk about the playlist or your playlist? Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. <laughs> that I have made is you're making it hard. What is it? You're making it hard for me to not simp. Yes. Cool. You're making title. it hard for me to not simp. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Before we, oh before we even get into the songs, I'm very curious. Where did the title come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the whole song is about simping. Do you know what simp means? Uh, I, I kind of do, but please give um, a, a definition for maybe some of the listeners. Yeah, let me just Google simp definition. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of says that 
Uh, a simp is someone who does way too much for a person they like. But on TikTok, it's kind of like if you're a simp, you're just like in awe of that person. You're just like, oh, my God, my heart is melting. I will do anything for you. <laughs> like, you are God. So, um, yeah, you're making it hard for me. Obviously, that's a little pun. <laughs> do not simp. <laughs> so it's all songs that are about being in love and just like your heart, like, this is amazing. <laughs> but on this playlist and the, the second song on there, well, the first song is obviously hard for me. Had to do that. Of course. Second song is Stone by Cyrus. <laughs> so as a joke, we, I mean, I love the song and I was obsessed with him when he was on X Factor, but I had to put him second on the playlist because it's just a personal joke between our friends that whenever we like bring him up or talk to anyone else about him, we're like X Factor, Stone. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah. <laughs> what else would you like to ask? <laughs> <laughs> um, one, like it is quite um, pop orientated. Like there's uh, Katy Perry, there's um, Sabrina Carpenter, some Ariana Grande. One song that I do see and that I do um, believe that you're a fan of, because uh, again, the social media, there's quite a few so- uh, covers on there, is Paramore. Yeah. Still in yeah. the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm obsessed with paramore they just like have a special place in my heart and like i grew up on paramore and like all the like the stuff i did with my band was paramore as well and I, i'm going to do a pop punk project at some point in the future because i'm awesome. just absolutely obsessed with it and um when i was younger the voices that I wanted to like sound like or like replicate or like how I learned to sing from was like Paramore, Kelly Clarkson, um, Katy Perry. So I've always been a fan of big pop singers who can reach high notes and do runs. (laughs) (laughs) Hayley Williams uh, of Paramore does oddly have like almost like quite a pop voice for, for, what Paramore is like an incredible voice, but, um, yeah, it's, it's such a good track. Yeah. Just all of them. Like, Oh my gosh. Misery business. Great song. (laughs) Great song. Um, what else do we have? We've got a bit of Marin Morris as well. Like eighties Mercedes, um, sugar. Could we, that's the number one album. Every time I get in my car and go for like, a drive that's longer than 20 minutes, I put on that album. And honestly, like I'm very inspired by pop country as well. Like I see myself being sort of like Halsey in the future because you know how she branches across different genres and does all of that. Yeah. I really want to be able to do that at some point. So yeah. We were discussing, um, actually very quickly, Mary Morris, that album is very good. My church is, um, Great song. Oh. <laughs> I've cursed on a Sunday. I'm yeah. So. <laughs> I could I honestly just like keep hearing you sing it. Um, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, just w- what you're saying about being like Halsey. Do you think it's important? We've been talking to a few guests about how the lines between genres these days are kind of blurred and that like if you have an interest in pop country, electro, whatever it may be, that you should be able to kind of, you shouldn't be defined by one type of genre. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just anything you're interested in. I think being an artist is just like sticking to what you truly believe in, um, taking advice from other people, but doing 
whatever you think. So if you want to make it work for yourself, like do it. Like, did you see what Lil, like what Lil Nas just posted his music video? I have, <laughs> He's I've, amazing. I've seen, I've seen the headlines. I haven't, I haven't actually seen what it is. What, uh, what is it? It's so good. The music video is like, He's just, it's just this whole world of like just all animation. And like at the end of it, he's like sliding down this stripper pole. Then he starts grinding on the devil (laughs) (laughs) and then like kills the devil and takes the devil's crown and becomes this like the devil. (laughs) Like he's just amazing. He's nothing if not uh, inventive. Everything I've seen from him, I feel like it's just there's no kind of um, through line between them. Like it's just so obscure and so different, but also still ties back to it, which is really cool. A hundred percent. I think that's definitely like a big thing. If you, um, if you want to do somewhat like well as a sticking to your, like, I don't know, creating different stuff, try like trying to be different, but just trying to be yourself. I don't know. That's that's all different. (laughs) (laughs) different ways to look at it. I get what you, yeah. Um, Is there any other songs that you would like to highlight from your playlist or any that kind of stand out to you as like a really Um, important song? Yes, 100%. I've got a couple if I can can tell you. (laughs) Number one, the song I would have written if I could have written it was Show You by Chloe. Mm Mm-hmm. She, every time I listen to her sing, she showed me that song when she'd written it in LA. She like came to the house I was staying at and she showed me this voice memo of her singing it with a guitar and I was like I just started bawling my eyes out I was like this is massive and then it's like one of the highest stream yeah <laughs> um another one is Teenage Dream that's like a all-time Classic. favorite song yeah. you can sing it like a bop you can sing it like a slow jam Into You Ariana Grande oh my god and my favorite artist probably nearly of all time is Julia Michaels that's like I get so much inspiration from her. There's one or two songs on here from Julia, isn't there? Yeah, I like I would add more, but I'm just trying to stick in the the whole I'm not tearing out my heart type of thing. And she's <laughs> all her songs, you know, are a lot about anxiety and this playlist is I'm just trying to not make it about anxiety for this one. But for the next song, I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's round two, part two. <laughs> you just wait for this next playlist <laughs> <laughs> um charlie thank you very much for your time today i do very much appreciate it no thank you i appreciate it. i haven't talked this in depth about anything yet so um it's been really nice talking to you and being able to share my story and that's our show Thank you again to Charlie. Her latest single, Hard For Me, is out now. We've included links in the show notes to both her Spotify and the Hard For Me video on YouTube. We also want to give a quick shout out to Miriam at EMI Music Australia for helping with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify players in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of Charlie's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.